Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and this is it. This is the go-home episode. Dragon Con would have been this weekend, and still is this weekend. If you're off, uh, you can join all kinds of different online things that are happening, the people that make Dragon Con what it is, have all gotten together and are providing all kinds of content this weekend. Needless Things uh, has a couple of panels going up. I'm not actually entirely sure what happened with the Execute Chapter 66 panel. I believe it got done. Uh, I, I wasn't part of it. I just kind of said, hey, that's that's a cool thing. Yes, everybody do that. And left it to to our pal Joe Crow and the EC66 crew. Uh, so, you know, that's that's out there. We have been doing panel-style episodes for the past month, so you can go back and check all of those out. Uh, the, I, I guess I can announce these now, and, and if not, sorry. Uh, there is a 1990 panel that's part of the Classics track, and then there is a 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie panel that I was part of so and those those two are video panels I believe the execute chapter 66 panel is also video uh, but again I'm not exactly sure the status on that one but all kinds of crazy content there's a dragon con discord uh, today uh, I'm recording this on Tuesday September the 1st uh, because Tuesday Thursday was too much because I work every Thursday and now with the schedule I've got with DDP Yoga, I have a workout every Thursday as well. So working 12 hours, coming home, doing the workout, and then putting the podcast together was just, it, it was too much. And I did it on Thursday because I wanted to get as much like news stuff ready as I could for the intro. And, and honestly, lately there just hasn't been a consistent amount of stuff to talk about. So whatever. Uh, I am now going to start doing this on Tuesdays after we record the episode on Monday night. And again, anything I can do that makes my schedule sort of more regular is great. So uh, anyway, earlier today they put up the, I guess, virtual guide to Dragon Con, which is like the, the program for Dragon Con, and it's got all the activities and all the guests and everything. Uh, I haven't taken a look at it yet. But they are putting as much effort as possible into Dragon Con Online. Uh, myself, I won't be doing a whole lot because I am working Wednesday through Sunday. So there's not going to be a whole lot of time for me to get involved. But everything, uh, everything that I am doing has been done and is ready to be posted or shared or, or whatever the case may be. And next week there is a new the third well the third official episode of audible interlude a gi joe podcast goes up on monday but of course they're the two supplemental episodes that we did uh, but th this is the third like full regular 
normal normal style episode and it's great i'm very excited about it i'm very excited about this podcast so please do check it out uh share it let people know about it on social media we've already had some pretty good interaction but i do think it's it being monthly is you know if i had something a little more regular to share then that would be great but you know it is what it is i'm I'm going to put as much as i possibly can into audible interlude and i hope you guys enjoy it and uh, i hope you do do check it out if you have even a passing interest in gi joe i think it's a lot of fun and me and noel and christian have a lot of fun recording it and and if you hopefully you listen to the audible interlude panel style episode that we did as part of the needless things podcast last week uh and speaking of needless things podcast stuff uh, this week was supposed to be two G.I. Joe reviews up on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, share. But I ended up running out on Sunday to Target because a bunch of the Galaxy's Edge stuff went up. The new Target shared exclusive uh, Star Wars toys. That all came out Sunday morning. Our head of research, Ryan, also was out in, in his home area. Got a bunch of Black Series figures. Myself, as I've mentioned, I'm out of Black Series. Uh, except for Mandalorian stuff. But uh, other than that, I'm out of Black Series. Uh, I packed it all up. It's actually sitting in a tote beside me right now because it's not full yet. Because I'm not totally done. I'm, I'm redoing. I am doing the biggest overhaul of the Phantom Zone that I have done in years. I actually took my whole entire three and three quarter inch Star Wars section and shifted it about, and this is crazy because these are, I, I have, I prefer, I'm not a Detolf guy. I don't like my toys being behind glass. That to me makes it feel like a museum. And like I, when I went to museums as a kid, I hated it because I wanted to touch that stuff. I wanted to, to, feel like it was accessible and i don't want all my toys behind glass like that for me personally i get the appeal of the detolfs uh but but also to me that really limits how you can display things like for instance on my star wars shelves these wall mounted shelves that i have uh, i've got two of the jabba's palace dioramas connected side by side so i've got this really long jabba's palace scene i wouldn't be able to do that in a detolf uh to me those those things are just cramped for the way that I like to display. They're not for me. So I all of these wall-mounted shelves, I moved them down about six inches and over about a foot and a half, two feet, and have created an additional... But when all is said and done, because I'm moving over three different sections of wall space, because I'm, I'm basically trying to make room for G.I. Joe uh, and, and for one other collection and i'm not sure what's going to take that space yet uh but i'm going to end up with at least six more feet of space on the back wall of the phantom zone uh which will be great because i need it uh so anyway this huge project has been going on and there's going to be some star wars stuff that along with black series just doesn't make the cut so it's going to go in the tote over here and just get put away i'm not selling it because it's star wars but uh, it, it is going to have to get uh, put into the storage room because that's just how it is. But I'm thrilled with how my three and three quarter section looks now. I redid all of the different areas. Uh, I've got, let's see, what are those four, three foot? They're three foot shelves, right? No, those might be four foot shelves. No, they're three, three foot shelves. So I've got six feet 
of clone troopers and Jedi. Like the clones are all across the back of the shelf. Jedi are in front of them. Uh, I've got six feet of Galactic Empire, three feet of Alliance Heroes, three feet of Jabba's Palace, uh, three feet of Prequel, three feet of Sith, three feet of Chalman's Cantina and assorted Tatooine things, three feet of Scum and Villainy, and then on the bottom shelf, which there's more space down there uh, height-wise, uh, just large things like rankers and ATST and vehicles. Uh, and then I have around the feet of the ATST all of my Ewoks, which I've got like 20 Ewoks, maybe more than that. I don't know. Uh, but it looks great. I've been sort of dissatisfied with that section for a while, and I, I loved redoing it. And uh, once I'm done recording this, actually, I'm going to move on to the next uh, three-foot section of Star Wars, which will be sort of my catch-all. There's going to be some Black Series uh, I've got a Mandalorian shelf that I'm putting together that's that's 3.75 inch, 6 inch, whatever. Uh, it's uh, the prop replica uh, helmet, or Black Series helmet, whatever it is, Boba Fett helmet, that you can go to the Needless Things YouTube channel right now and check out my review of that. Uh, that's going to go on that shelf. So that's a 3-foot section. And then next to that, I'm putting up 7 four by 12 shelves and then i guess i'm gonna leave i've got some two foot by 12 inch shelves right there and i really would rather not move those if i don't have to but i might have to because i i think well that's probably going to be the non-gi joe haven't figured it out yet section so anyway uh, that's what's going on here in the Phantom Zone. Uh, before we get into the episode, which, by the way, this episode is officially called We Love Dragon Con. It is unofficially called Con Buddies. It is myself, uh, Beth Van Dusen, Oz, the heart and soul and hands and feet of all of the game shows that I've done at Dragon Con, uh, and then the lovely cadavers. Uh, we are Con Buddies. We spend most of dragon con together uh, whether it's working or playing or whatever uh these people all mean an awful lot to me and we just sat down and talked about dragon con i had no notes i had no format we just talked about dragon con and it, it was it was great i loved it and uh you're gonna enjoy it uh but before we get to that i, I just want to mention uh i send my personal deepest sympathies out to Everybody who ever had the good fortune to know Chadwick Boseman uh, or, or work with or be influenced by in some way, which covers pretty much everybody on the planet, I think, because the importance of his presence and demeanor and handling of the role of T'Challa in the Marvel movies and and look, I know he worked on other things, but let's face it, you know, for the most part, the world at large and, and nerds in particular, like myself, know him as black Panther. And he had an amazing poise and dignity and grace and an important, he embodied an important message and, and honestly was part of, the 
change in the consciousness that we're seeing right now. He, you know, he was Black Panther. Its importance cannot be understated. It it was the movie for black people. And I'm not trying to speak for black people here, but I know what my friends thought of it. I know how important it was. I, I know I, I saw their posts. I saw their messages. I saw the impact that this movie had. And if, if as a white person, you look at it and you're like, well, yeah, it's a movie with a bunch of black people in it. It's so much more than that because think about, you know, as a white person watching this movie and seeing all of these faces of so many different colors and and caring and following their stories and being invested in what was happening and seeing this society made up of people of color and it being given just as much priority, just as much importance as anything else in our nerdy movie world. And and let's face it, these movies are ruling the box office and have been for quite some time. So really, as any film out there that's huge and without Chadwick Boseman's absolutely perfect presence, you know, who knows if everything would have gone how it did. But what's important is that it did, and he was the face of that. Uh, he was he was the face of change, and to me, I thought T'Challa was going to be Steve's replacement, uh, Captain America's replacement. Not that he was going to be the next Captain America, because obviously that would have been horribly ridiculous and inappropriate, uh, because his character is so much more than Captain America. Uh, I really thought he would step in and be the heart and soul of the Avengers, and that going forward he would be the guy because they treated his character with so much love and respect and, and he did as well uh, going forward. I don't know what the plan is and it doesn't matter what the plan is. Cause right now what we need to focus on is this man's work and his importance, not just to pop culture, but to society uh, at large and, and how critical he was in the modern societal changes that we're seeing. And I know that may seem a little ridiculous, uh, but to me, a powerful movie like Black Panther being given the significance that it had and being put as put in front of as many faces as it was has just as much importance to change as any demonstration in the street, as any well-written post on the internet. Well, more than that, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, this pop culture stuff is important, you guys, because this is what people take in and digest. I am the way that I am because of the progressive things in the 80s that I saw, because of Roadblock being treated as, as just as important as any other member of the Joes and not being any kind of caricature, really. Uh, you know, all the cartoons, all the comic books, you know, the X-Men, things like that, uh, these creators putting these these ideas into my media is what shaped me and uh i I think that stuff gets glossed over a lot and and maybe even poo-pooed a lot by more serious-minded political thinkers but you know you 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 can't 
you can't deny the impact that those things have, especially on kids at a young age. And my son uh, and his friends were were absolutely destroyed when news of uh, Bozeman's death uh, got out because he was he was their hero. He was you know he was one of the big guys. Like I don't, I don't know I don't know how to put it. Uh, you know maybe I, I'm sure he could phrase it better if he were so compelled, but. I'm not going to put him through that. I just know that they were all terribly upset. Um, so uh, what a guy, what an impact, and let's not let what he did go unrecognized and, and be forgotten as part of important changes. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to say you know a few things about that. And now, you know, as with everything seemingly this year, we're going to turn and take a look at the positive, try and focus on the good that there is, because there's still plenty of good out there, and everybody grab the beverage of your choice, whether it be rum, whether it be beer, whatever, IPAs even, ugh, uh, and relax with the con buddies. Get an inside look at what it's like to be part of the Needless Things world at Dragon Con. Like, how about me compared to Ryan? Hey. Hey. Yeah, that was good. Okay, I just want to make sure that I'm not, like, way quieter than him. I don't know that that's possible. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Zing. Ouch. Gotcha. That's not an ouch. You project. It's important. Yeah, that's what I meant, too. (laughs) Shit. Oh, speaking of which, uh, is this... Do I have to not swear? No, you, every, this is uh, whatever it ends up being. This is this is for us. This is not for Dragon Con. Okay, cool. So I can be normal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was I was wondering that too. So, and I I don't have okay. any notes. I don't have an agenda. This is going to be whatever whatever we end up talking about is is what we end up talking about. Although what we're going to talk about is Dragon Con, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the best way to do it because, I mean, it's such an all-over-the-place experience for everybody. So, obviously, this year, we don't get to have that experience. And I've said on the show that, in a weird way, I think that might be kind of a good thing. Because we've all been doing it for many, many years now. And I think there's probably a little bit of of taking it for granted and also maybe a little bit of you know for all of us in in different ways it's a lot of work whether it's making costumes whether it's getting ready for panels and shows or or whatever and i i do think you can get to a point where you're like it's it's i gotta do all this like we love it and it's great but it is it can be frustrating too and I think not doing it for a year will 
really kind of reset us and let us appreciate it and be ready for next year. Does that sound insane to you guys, or can you guys kind of see yeah, that? Yeah, no, I totally, I, totally, I totally agree with that, dude. It, it's like, it, I mean, it's kind of a forced break, right? I mean, we would all be there if we could. Right. But, um, I mean, and I've taken I've taken a couple of years off. I, I took, like, two years off when Evan was born. And then I was jonesing so hard that I just had to go back. Um, and next year, I mean, obviously, I will be back with, like, everybody else. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I totally get that, man. I agree. Like, um, I've been going forever, and I absolutely adore it. But it does get exhausting the more you do it and now i feel like next year like i'm already so psyched for next year because it's i feel like it's been like taken from us you know i've already got my costume ideas i've already got like a plan um like i'm so i'm by next year i'm gonna be so hyped for it yeah i mean i i think what you were saying about taking stuff for granted i mean that's kind of how like i i kind of felt like i was getting with almost everything so like as far as like you know extracurricular fun stuff so like i mean it yeah obviously this sucks but i totally agree with you that it's like next year we'll just be smiles on everyone's faces no matter what we're doing no matter what goes wrong uh it's just gonna be a happy time we're gonna be whistling dixie out of our assholes (laughs) exactly (laughs) my asshole's not a very good whistler Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm Navy trained, so. <laughs> I feel like I overbooked myself so much last year. Like, I didn't even really get to see any panels because I was put myself on so many panels that I didn't feel like I got the full normal Dragon Con experience. So, as much as I'm going to miss it this year, it is kind of nice to be like, oh, I have I have a break and I can watch these panels online whenever I want. So we've all got basically an extra year to prepare everything that we're doing for next year. Uh, but I also think we all need to be completely honest and admit that that means absolutely nothing and that we'll still be scrambling to get stuff together two weeks out next year. Oh, yeah. I'll start my costumes the month before. I will say this. I, I have one costume that I'm planning that like I've already started ordering stuff on Amazon for. So nice. I am thinking ahead. Nice. Hey, I, I got to throw this out there. Ryan, Dave, Hawkman. Yeah? You got to do Hawkman. I, look, I want to be all in on the Hawkman idea, but it's essentially got to be here. I am I am the fellow making the Hawkman costumes. Throw some money at me, and I will deliver you. I will deliver unto you a Hawkman costume. Like, that is the level of involvement I can commit to. No, yeah, you know what? I talked to Christian. He said he's got a leather guy. Imagine that. I, I'm sure he does. <laughs> and then I, I, I'll build the wings. I'll build the wings. Oh yeah, dude, I'm all in. If if that if if I had to make it, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, if I mean, if we've got somebody willing, like if you and somebody else are willing to make like uniform sets of Hawkman costumes, and it's like, here's how much money we need. Yeah, give it to me, dude. I'm a hundred percent in. Same, same. Plus, by next year, after doing DDP yoga for like two years, I'm gonna look great. So it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the fat hawk man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like and I'm last, okay with that. Last year, I did a shirt with, uh, or I did a sh- uh, shirtless costume, and uh, like already, yeah, we always just... remember your nipples, dude. 
Oh, I know. But I'm saying, like, just because of the COVID-19 shit, like, I've been so, like, I, I'm doing better now, but, like, the first few months I was doing so bad, eating SpaghettiOs and all sorts of frozen pizzas and bullshit, just because my excuse was like, that's all I can find at the store. Right, right. So I was just eating shit. And, Where the fuck uh, are you going to go anyway? Well, exactly. Right. But, uh, yeah, like, by then I'll be back on track, so that's all I'll get. Oh, yeah, I acted like I had to, like, bulk up for hibernation or something. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> You know, the food could all disappear. We gotta eat it all now. The COVID's gonna take our food. Yeah. It's gonna take all the cool random shooting at us. That was my thinking. If it's the apocalypse, I need to bulk up now in case I need to store some fat for when the food is gone and I have to take a shotgun out to the store. That's true. (laughs) Nuclear winter or whatever whatever kind of horrible holocaust happens. uh, Yeah, it's probably gonna be chillier outside. Yeah, and I need to have some bulk to, like, you know knock people to the ground in the grocery store. I mean, shit, I would welcome that now. It's so fucking hot. <laughs> well, yeah, the, that's true. The only concern with that, though, is that I got so chunky that I was like, shit, I'm going to be used for food the second it's gone. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's going to be easier for them to catch me. Yes. I can't <laughs> run when I'm thin. <laughs> me neither. <Yeah. laughs> All right. I wash myself with a rag on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, you got a stick? <laughs> <laughs> we know, uh, you know, next year we're all going to be looking forward to it. We're all going to, you know, get vaccinated, do whatever we got to do to be healthy, be back in public. That they've already because the, hopefully a year from now, like we'll we'll be pretty good to go. They've already canceled stuff in February for next year, so like it's it's still pretty it's hardcore po- but it's a possibility but that that it won't happen but I, it's hard for me to believe that so right. i'm gonna stick with it and believe that's gonna happen i believe in science yes yeah I, I feel like if we're still at the same level a year from now i feel like if that's the case then everybody will just have had it by then well <laughs> i i believe in science and i believe in the greed of the pharmaceutical industries there you yes, go you can always believe in that right. absolutely so um Dragon Con future it's going to be freaking phenomenal when we get back there it's going to be like the happiest of happy paradises uh but you know we're here tonight to talk about our experiences that we've had together at Dragon Cons in the past uh and to sort of spotlight what is so wonderful about Dragon Con uh but maybe also why we did need a little bit of a break from it this year <laughs> Uh, we've we've all worked together on panels on game shows on on various things here and there uh, and I actually wanted to try and nail down, you know, Oz, I got to know you, you know, speaking of breaks from Dragon Con, you had a forced break due to multiple breaks, uh, what was it, 2015 or 14, 14, 14. Yeah. uh, and I got to know yeah. you through the Take Oz to Dragon Con that got <laughs> set up where... We were right. all we were all issued Oz heads. I laminated mine, and I still have it actually. Um, and to go around Dragon Con with your head and get pictures, so you could you know in, enjoy Dragon Con from afar. And then the year after that, you got involved with the game show. Like we, we didn't even know each other really at all. I just saw this guy that was having to miss dragon con and i wanted to jump in on that and help you have a fun time and i I think like i knew you knew bo 
but that was about it. I don't. We hadn't really ever met up to that point. No, I don't. I don't think so. I really and, don't think so. And I think you, after seeing some stuff from the game show, you shot me a message saying, "Next year I'll be back at Dragon Con. Whatever you need, I want to be involved with this." And and that was. That was it, man. I mean, that, I, I'm not going to turn down free help. And then when it turned out, oh, this guy's actually really talented and good at things, that was just a bonus. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, sent, I think I sent you a message, and it's, it was something like, I've, you know, I've, I've always wanted, because I offered to help with the, with the show, and then I was like, I've always wanted to do Pop by the Sailor Moon. It's been on my radar for a long time. And then you're like, oh, so you want to be in the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, whatever. Well, and that's the thing is not. And of course, I broke my wrist again. I, I am, uh, you know, I'll say this right now, and each and every one of you knows this. Uh, the the slightest offer of help to me, and I'm going to maximize what I get out of you. <laughs> Do you guys pretty much agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You're, you're a slave driver. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to take full advantage of us, Dave. I got lectured for having three Skype accounts today. <laughs> well, come what on. What the it's fuck ridiculous. is wrong with you? It's ridiculous. Uh, but, I mean, well, here's the thing. is I love, I see, um, you know, in, all, in, in everyone, but in all of you guys specifically, I see all of this, like, talent and energy and enthusiasm, and I just want to put it all out there like I, I want you guys to all be on every panel you can be on or every game show you can be in or just out there like having fun i love seeing you guys uh, the, i guess the energy that comes out of performing i oh, guess yeah. no i i uh i really appreciate it because like but you know before you made us a part of all this stuff like i never really thought i'd do anything like that i thought i would attend stuff like this but I never thought I would actually be involved in it. So before it's, before it's I awesome. forced you into indentured servitude. <laughs> yeah, like I thought if I was going to be performing at Dragon Con, it would be like on stage in a band. I never thought like of any other avenues. So uh, it's pretty awesome because the band thing's not going to happen. Little did you know how difficult it is for an Atlanta band to play at Dragon Con. Yeah, they they're not a fan of local bands, I guess. Sometimes it's fucking know. ridiculous. It really is. <laughs> but, uh, we'll get into that. Yeah, I, we will get it. I was already that. your indentured servant for the <laughs> website, so I just figured you were just knocking it up a notch on me. That's true. You know, I, was, I was doing all that stuff with the Apocalypse Rising track, um, <laughs> all of the kind of um, post-apocalyptic medicine stuff you know, from being in public safety, and then um, I kind of got the lifetime ban from that. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, I really enjoyed it. It was really fun, but I guess I have burnt the fuck out of that bridge. Well, she and talked. Then, she got drunk and talked about her titties for like an hour about something about like medicine or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> you see, you had to be there. Here we accept that sort of thing. Look, I think that the value of titty medicine is grossly underrated these days. Exactly. I mean, they Absolutely. are proven healing factor. I'll My tell you, I'll... will heal the sick. And she also explained how she grew them herself to the crowd, and they were just like, "What?" <laughs> I will, I will admit this it's not right. My fault they didn't get me. I'll admit this right, right now. When when you and Ryan started dating. At one point, there was a conversation where 
said something about doing a panel at Dragon Con. And I, I shit you not, in my head, I made a mental check mark. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, that's, that'll be uh, handy. This is a good one. <laughs> I could use her. Keep her I, I love that your your thought with your friends is, how can I take advantage of this person? Well, the but that's the thing, is at this stage in my life, I just don't. You know, I've got this job that I've got. I've got the family. I've got, you know, whatever. Um, And I just, you know, you get to a point where you just don't get to hang out like you used to hang out. So in order to hang out and have fun, like, my scheme is we're going to do stuff. We're going to do podcasts or we're going to do panels or we're going to do, like, that's my hangout time because it gives me... uh, I guess it gives me a reasonable excuse as opposed to just, hey, you know, I'm going to show up at somebody's apartment and we're going to play video games all night. Like, that shit doesn't happen anymore. So this is my version of that. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, it's a lot more productive and rewarding than being like, oh, let's watch the football game or whatever. <laughs> right. people, Whatever people do. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that I find that the relationships are much, much closer and more rewarding when there's a goal in that way. For sure. Yeah, I agree. And we all get something out of it. We all really enjoy entertaining people and and entertaining ourselves mostly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, hopefully in, in the course of that, we also entertain other people as well. Like, I never would have thought that I would like something like this. Um, it, but, like, the first time I was, like, sitting on a panel in a room of, like, 300 people, for, like, five seconds I was shitting my pants and then I was like holy shit, they like me, and they're laughing when I talk. This is fucking amazing. And then that was it. I was in. Well, and I I got to know Oz, Ryan, and Nicole because of this, and I Mm -hmm. don't feel like in a normal world, you know, if we had just seen each other at the occasional party or, or been at a bar one time together, that I would know you guys like I do right now. That wouldn't have happened without Dragon Con. Absolutely. For sure. No, that's, I mean, honestly, that's one thing that I love about Dragon Con. There's like a thousand things. But that's one is that it it brings like all these different weird people together. Like I've met so many people at Dragon Con that I would – you're right. I, I, I don't know if I would hang out with them other than at Dragon Con. But I love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Me and Oz are BFFs because of cons. Right? BFFs forever. And it's not even, <laughs> and it's not even like, it's not even necessarily shared interests. It's just shared interests in interests, if that makes sense. Yes. Like it, it's you know, Oz obviously big Sailor Moon fan. Me not so much, but I love <laughs> the fact that Oz is so into Sailor Moon that he wants to dress like Sailor Moon. I think that's awesome, and I can relate. I can relate to that level of enthusiasm. Yes, for sure. I'm uh, I'm pouring no, myself you know, some more one, rum. One thing that I've always that I've always said, and this is not just about Dragon Con, but about anything, is like I love talking to people about what they're passionate about, and obviously, mm-hmm. pe- people at Dragon Con are passionate about a lot of different shit, right? But I mean, are you into tiddlywinks? Tell me how much you're into tiddlywinks, dude. I want to hear all about that. Is tiddlywinks so, a what, boob medication? That's what, <laughs> that's what I was getting hey. for. <laughs> but that, but 
that's what happened in the Dragon Con, man. I mean, I've I've talked to so many people about fandoms that I'm not really a part of, but I love that they are, and I want to hear about why they are. You know what I mean? That's. Yeah, I think we're all super passionate people. That's one of the reasons why we get along so well, and we get off on other people's, you know, being passionate about their shit. I had right. a I had a like forty minute conversation about the history of bananas in America uh, <laughs> at Dragon Con bananas? one night, huh? Bananas, bananas. bananas. In pajamas? Uh, like somebody, somebody laid down the history of the banana in America. Like, what we know as a banana is not a real banana. There's this whole <laughs> insane history behind what went down. Uh, there's a book about it called The Fish That Ate the Whale, which is deceptively not banana-ish. But... <laughs> but, but uh, I had this whole conversation and this person was so passionate about the history of bananas i was so into it and that's the it, kind it wasn't of stuff wilson in a banana costume was it no oddly <laughs> enough it was not um but the, the like and and that's what you find at dragon con is and i apologize if anybody can hear me stirring my rum into my blackberry ice beverage or whatever this is um but it's that passion that like anybody that's that excited about anything, I want to hear it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So let's let's talk uh, a little bit about so so Oz, that's how you got involved in, in all of this business from, from our end. Obviously you'd been doing stuff at Dragon Con forever. Uh, well, yeah. Actually, I wanted to, I just just real quick. I wanted to talk about that um, because uh, you know we talked about performing at DragonCon, and that's actually how I went to DragonCon. Like I, you know, I um, my ex wife Shannon was a is still is a librarian, and she had a friend of hers that was a, 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 a fellow librarian, and was a big into DragonCon, and they were. She was also into this uh, this, this performance group at DragonCon called the Mighty Razzlin Art Players or MRAP. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's 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 also uh, a lot of those people are same uh, the Atlanta Radio Theater Company, right? And so she met me, and she they were writing this this play called Buffy Warrior Princess. And when she met me, she's like, "Oh my God, you have to come be Oz." Right in our, our play at DragonCon, I was like, "What is DragonCon?" And so she explained it to me, and I was like, "Well, that sounds awesome. I, I'm totally in." And I just I, I started going to rehearsals, and they they wrote a part for me, and that's actually how I got into theater as well because I started during the rehearsal process. I was like, "Well, I can make that." Oh shit! I can make that. And then after the show, a friend of mine who was in the show at DragonCon got a hold of somebody who was doing a show at Dad's Garage and said, "Hey, this guy can make shit." And so I started doing theater in Atlanta. But that's how I started going to DragonCon. It was ninety nine or two thousand, I think. And yeah, it just um, and that and that actually that's how I got the nickname Oz as well from Buffy the Buffy the Vampires. There, I love it. And, and that's how this stuff goes down, and that's how important it is to sort of be open, I guess, at Dragon Con and to make those connections and to talk to those people who, who you know, like we said, maybe don't even necessarily share the same interests, 
but you never know when there's going to be an opportunity to do something that's going to enrich your life. Uh, you know, Beth, I've known you since what for over twenty years now. Yeah, ninety-eight or ninety-nine, something like that. Yeah, and then uh, Ryan, you cracked the code of Phantom Troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That was like, I mean, it's got to be over ten years, right? Yeah, for sure, a- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 been, uh, it's been some time, and the the stuff that like it's so awesome. The stuff that we've been able to do, whether it was like MCW, um, where you guys yes. were playing, and I got to, like that. What what a fucking awesome experience that was, and why that doesn't happen at Dragon Con, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, but yeah, it, those I think are it's some of the best shows. I think it's because DCW is such an institution, and and yeah. they feel like, well, why why change what works? But yeah, imagine, but they could do like wrestling like every night and like have a different event. It would be awesome. I, I know it, it really could. Yeah, it really could evolve in, into something else. And and there's you know, room for everyone. Maybe with this extra time, and maybe with being denied this year, uh, that's something that could be looked at. But. Uh, just the these the variety of experiences you can have just at Dragon Con is, is so incredible. Uh, going back, can you think back to you know? There's a lot of magic that happens there. A lot of unexpected things. Whether it's just wandering around and stumbling upon something that's really fun, or you know uh, something that's scheduled that a, it's a panel that you know that you're doing, but maybe turned out to be even bigger than you thought it would be uh are are there things that you guys can look back on that immediately spring to mind uh we'll we'll start with beth like is there a moment that you can pinpoint of dragon con magic and i'm sure there are plenty of them but is there one that springs to mind there are very many but the one that immediately springs to mind is 2017 when i got the email that i was given media access interviews with Michael Rooker, Casper Van Dien, Bill Corbett, and Steve Bloom all in the same weekend. And I had just been, you know, posting my little coverage and, and doing small things here and there with the media people because, you know, I get a media badge, I got to do something with it. And to find out that I was interviewing that many people in one weekend, and especially like Casper Van Dien, that was a big deal to me. It blew my mind that somebody out there thought enough about what I was writing or, you know, that people even read what I wrote at the time that I just I was literally floored and I was sitting on Marta on my way to Dragon Con when I got that email and I almost squeed out loud and frightened a train full of people (laughs) because it was so exciting to me. I was just like, what the what the fuck? Who did somebody make a mistake? Am I being punked right now? Somebody's fucking with me. Uh, Nicole, you mentioned you're you you've got a history of doing stuff at Dragon Con, you know, prior to to the existence of, of well, I don't know about the existence of needless things, but you'd done stuff before. Oh, Oz, we don't want to lose you to your enema bag. <laughs> see, Pull. we can I just try to breathe rum. It's all right. <laughs> your problem is that we can see you drinking and choking. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Nicole, a little, like what prior to, to doing anything with us, uh, 
your part in the Apocalypse Rising track, like how did you get involved with actually doing stuff for Dragon Con as opposed to just going and hanging out? Um, well, my my brief Dragon Con history it was like to go back to the beginning. I think it was 2004. I had moved from Connecticut to Atlanta um, a couple years earlier, but I really hadn't settled. I hadn't really made any friends other than people that I worked with. Um, I hadn't found, like, a place. Uh, I I hadn't, like, hadn't fit in really at all, you know? And, and I was, like, not super, like, on board with living in Atlanta, you know? And a friend of mine was like, hey, there's this thing called Dragon Con, and, like, this is a guy that I worked with. Like, you're a nerd. You'll really like this. And so he took me to my first Dragon Con, and it, like, it, you know, it was that moment where there was a couple moments of, like, my transition to Atlanta of, like, realizing that I could make a home here, and that was, like, a big one of them. And then fast forward a couple years, me and this same guy, like I said, we're both... Um, worked in the fire department together. We're both firefighters and paramedics. Um, and we both really like to teach. And so, and, you know, we like to be, like, weird and, and funny and stuff. So we came up with this idea. Uh, and he is very kind of gregarious. So he pitched it to the Apocalypse Rising people of doing, um, because we always went to and sat at panels, and it was, like, people talking at you. Um, and we were like, man, we can do these kind of classes that we were doing on like the fire department level, but make them really fun and like involve people and teach people like valuable skills about like first aid and survival and stuff like that, but then get them involved and make it really fun. And so we started doing that and that was like my, my moment of being like, holy shit, I really do like getting up and like entertaining and and educating people um and you know drinking while i'm doing it and sometimes talking a lot about my own boobs um (laughs) but you know we would we and i can't remember like what year it was it was um several years before i i met you guys and started hanging out with you guys but um, you know, we just every year would try to do, you know, something kind of bigger and better. And one year we had all these huge scenarios where I was like, you know, all gookied up and had like my leg amputated and people had to come and like, you know, figure out how to keep me alive. And like, we would just do all this crazy shit. And I absolutely fell in love with it. Yeah, there's one that we did uh, where there's like a bomb scenario where like a bomb went off and it was like about triage. I thought you said and a I, bum scenario. A bum. I was like, well you are <laughs> a at Dragon Con. <laughs> but yeah, so like I, I, I had to sit in the front row and like we haven't been dating that long at this point. It was just really funny. Like she's like, you sit in the row front row and then strap like a blood bag to my neck. And like I'm just I'm trying I'm supposed to just be acting like a spectator and then they simulate the bomb, and, like, I just, like, squeeze it. I'm like, ah! And, like, bleeding out of my neck and shit. And the crowd's just like, what's happening? It was pretty fun. It was a good time. That was before. I have to say, I'm really sad that I didn't know y'all back then, because I would have loved that. Yeah, it was it was pretty hilarious. That one then we was... put down a tarp, and I was just bleeding all over the room, and there's someone with a missing leg. and Yeah, was, I had put, like, fun. cards under everybody's chair that said, like, what their role was in this uh, scenario, and we had a pretty big room. There was a lot of people there, Um, and so people had to, like, get up and, like, interact, and and some people 
were like rescuers and some people were bystanders and some people were like, you have a broken leg, like flail around. Like, and they all, you know, at a certain point I cued them all to like look under their chair and get this little index card. And I had a few plants. Ryan was one of them that actually were like all bloodied up and stuff. So he just started spewing blood out of nowhere. It was great. It was so fun. (laughs) And then they banned me, those fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's okay, because we have a home for you now. You guys stole me, and it was awesome. Because there was, like, there was like a year or two in between where, like, not being able to do that before I could start doing stuff with you guys, and I was so sad. I was like, man. It was just one year. Was it one year? Yeah, that was it. Well, it's funny. (laughs) You mentioned uh, panels where you just sort of sit and watch, because that was one of my earliest panel experiences was and I, I'm not going to say what the panel was because I don't want to shit on anybody, but uh, uh, me and a couple of buddies went to a panel and sat down, and these guys were just talking at the audience like a lecture, and yeah. it, it was the most boring thing ever. And I thought to myself, and this was probably, if I had to guess, this was 2000. 2008, 2009, something like that. Um, it was well. I, you, you guys know it was me and Ryan and Jay, different Ryan, our head of research, Ryan, and belligerent monkey. Uh, we went to this panel and we're just like, this is unbelievable. I, who put these guys behind this table? Who gave them this time to to talk at people? And and that was what planted the seed, I think, for me of this is something I could do. This is something I should be doing because I'd be way more entertaining than than these guys. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's literally the the exact kind of uh, light bulb moment that I had me, myself and my friend Robert. Of we were like, we could do this so much better. You know, like these people have zero charisma, and then we just kind of ran with that. And, and you I, know, I had the, sorry, I had the exact same experience. I was at a two panels in a row that were just the worst, and I was like, wait, I could do so much better than this. Not that I'm all that, but a- at least I could try to be engaging. And if I can't be engaging, I can at least be funny. Yeah. And and for the listeners, I you know maybe there's a certain level of of uh, conceit that's coming across now, but. I think all of us take a lot of pride in what we do and the way that we do it. And I think that's part of what makes us good at what we do is we have that drive to entertain. We have that desire to connect with the audience. I don't want to just sit there talking at people. I I want people to be engaged. I want people to have some level of interactivity with what we're presenting. Yeah, and I mean, if there is some conceit, it's like we we work very hard and we put a lot of ourselves into this. You know, we don't just show up and read off cue cards. Um, you know, it's really important to all of us to to be entertaining and interesting and charismatic. You know, so we work our asses off at it. Somebody, we got a lot of background noise coming yeah. from somebody. Oz, it ain't me. Oz, I, is it me? I'm looking at you. Might be you. <laughs> but only because we're, I'm directly looking it, at you. What does it sound like? I we're all looking at you. I think you're. I think you're wobbling. I think if you're scrolling on your phone, it may be making a rumbling sound. 
I might be wrong. Oh, but that's what I... you're the man. You, we can see in your glasses, in your reflection, that you're <laughs> that you're looking at tigoldbitties.com. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> That's right. Just take another sip. It's okay. Uh, Ryan, I gotta say, Ryan, you are on point with the online audio like issues. What? How much of this do you do? I mean, I I, I actually have a college degree in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, but you always immediately know like what what the issue is or what the what's problem causing is. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I yeah, I think it's just. Uh, I don't know, just knowing, uh, I, just audio in general, like I can tell what kind of sounds are coming through, whether it's like breathing or interference or there's just different sounds you, you can just pinpoint out. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here and, and guess what? Now you're my co-host and you have to be on every episode. There you go. See, <laughs> see, that's how it happens. People. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally how it happens. Um, so, uh, you know, Dragon Con's not just about the focused, uh, panels or game shows or, or whatever else we do. It's also about wandering around drunk as fuck. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, We're... it's it's interesting because I had an evolution of, you know, in 1996 was the first, it wasn't my first Dragon Con, but it was the first Dragon Con where I experienced more than just like going to the dealer's room so we saw uh the misfits play and wandered around drunk Mm. and it was incredible it it was and and i was only down there for that night because i was working at the masquerade at the time and somehow or other some guys that i worked with had passes i i don't remember exactly what it was because it was there was a lot going on in my life in 1996. And you used to be able to go and kind of wander even without a pass way back in the day. Yeah, and you know what? Now that you but. say that, I'm actually not sure I even had a pass. I might have just walked in there. Uh, I, I did that for a lot of years. Uh, yeah. It used to be a lot, yeah, it used to be a lot looser. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it. Well, and, and honestly, it's only within the past 10 years, I think, that they really have cracked down on that. Because we're part of the problem, or we were part well, of the we problem. Well, we were. We are no longer, because we're all grown-ups with jobs, and we pay for, well, we we get in however we get in now, uh, whether it's contributing to the entertainment or paying for passes or whatever the case may be, uh, and it, it's, uh, we, we take this stuff pretty seriously, whereas, you know, when you're younger, who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> but that wandering around drunk, looking at costumes finding weird shit at night um just the the sense uh, and it's a weird thing to say when it's just five hotels in downtown atlanta that are all within a mile of each other but like the adventures that you have down yes. there that's some of my at all <laughs> it's 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 like one of my favorite things to do like aside from like the awesome panels and like the game shows like probably like my most like magical part was just being part of that because it was fucking amazing and that kind of blew my mind but like as far as like just general like what's your favorite thing if somebody's like what's your favorite thing about dragon con 
wandering around drunk at like 2 a.m. is the best. Like, it's just great walking around to different ballrooms, not knowing what, like, I don't even usually know what parties are going on, yeah. but I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Let's do this. You could like, walk into great. a room and it could be like the booty booty dance party, or it could be, you know, like a band. Yeah. Anything. Some like hippie person playing an accordion and like tooting on a kazoo. You have no fucking idea. And it's three in the morning. It's the greatest thing ever, and I miss hey, it so and much. You're drunk, and you're, you're going to be into it. And if yeah. you haven't I'm seen, like, fuck yeah, bitch, play that kazoo. If you haven't seen <laughs> Swashbuckling Bob kazoo, and, the, boy. and the Kazoo Tutors at two a.m. at Dragon Con, <laughs> you're missing you're, out. You're really missing out. You're not living your full life. <laughs> uh, Stop making us joke. <laughs> this is. I, I got to tell you guys this. So. I was uh, working on something for the website the other night and just in, in Google searching pulled up some like techno industrial music. It was, it was the background of what I was looking at and it made me so fu- it was the first major bummer of not having Dragon Con this year that I experienced because it like Techno music is not a regular part of my life. Like, I, every once in a while, like, KMFDM or something like that will pop up in my playlist, but not, like, for real hardcore techno music. And that came on, and I got so fucking sad because that's... Yes, 2 o'clock in the morning at Dragon yep. Con, or shit, 5 o'clock in the morning at Dragon Con, walking into the ballroom, packed... Lights flickering on and off, crazy, you know, whatever. Everybody's just totally shit-faced. There's always somebody in a giant, like, inflatable costume dancing around. Whether it's a dinosaur or, like, Stay Puft or whatever the case may be. I air-humped a Sharknado. An entire Sharknado. We danced together, and and we we dry-humped a little bit. Well, now, wait a, minute. wait a minute, because I do believe Beth was Sharknado at Dragon Con one year. No, that was Halloween, and it oh, was okay. not nearly as elaborate as a Dragon Con costume. My, my shit was made of felt and foam. Sharknado. I don't know if it's the one you humped. Is this I have no idea who was inside of it to this day, but I did hump a Sharknado. Is, is this costume felt? Well, it is now. <laughs> yeah. Hey! But that's, like... That that is the one time of year that I completely embrace whatever kind of ridiculous over the top techno music is out there. It is mm-hmm. is Dragon Con. So it's yeah, the that... one time of year that I'll just dance like an asshole. The rest of the time the year, I'm just way too cool for that. Yes, but at Dragon Con, I will dance my ass off until five o'clock in the morning until I feel like my hip is just like you know broken. It's just right. the best. And it's it's not even techno always for me. I, as a normal human being, would not dance to Miley Cyrus. But if I'm at a dance party drunk and they start playing Miley Cyrus, you know what? It is a goddamn party in the USA. Yes. 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 Yeah. Booty booty dance party. I mean, party. I think everyone like kind of likes that song. Let's not pretend <laughs> here that we don't. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It's It starts off pretty good. But if you're at Dragon Con drunk, it's yeah. pretty much the greatest song of all time. Yep. 
so that's those those late night wanderings. Whether you end up in and there's that's the thing is twenty four seven. There's so much stuff going on. Whether you end up in the arcade or whether you end up in the uh, the gamers room, um, you know that that for a long time. I have was, to say something about the gamers room. Please do. I miss the I miss the old gamers room, dude. Well, it I used missed to be, when it was in the, when it was in the bowels of the of the. Uh, where was it? It was in the um, well. It was in the the lower levels of the Marriott after they moved, after they moved the the dealers room out of there. They put that down there, right? But it, it was was it the Hilton before or after that? No, it was, it was the Hilton. Yeah, it was, no, it was, it was the in the bowels of the Hilton. Oh, okay, okay. And that's dude. I, that was that was my go to at like five o'clock in the morning. I'd go down there shit faced and just go and just like wander around and just like. Some random dudes playing or, or people playing a board game was like, I'm in on that shit. And they'd be like, fuck, yeah, come on. And I, we were all just like wasted playing board games at like five o'clock in the morning. I, I, I miss that. I'm not going to lie. I went there a couple of times just because it was the coolest place in the building yeah. as far as air conditioning. I was like, you know what? I need a break. I'm going to go down to the yeah. gamer room because they keep it cold in there for all those sweaty guys. Well, but that- yeah, but did you ever did you ever go at like. Sunday, and it's like it, there's a there was a smell, and there was like <laughs> stacks of pizza boxes to the fucking ceiling. Oh, dude, in one corner, like dude. they I don't know if it was like a badge of honor, but there was pizza boxes, like eighty seven thousand pizza boxes Sketchy. stacked in a fucking corner Sketchy because that's pizza. all those motherfuckers have been doing all weekend is eating pizza and playing games sketchy pizza super dedicated in the gaming room yeah absolutely because you you go down it's you know it's after midnight anytime after midnight you go down to the gaming room and there's always some dude walking around with one of those velcro thermal bags full of pizza (laughs) yep yep and it has it doesn't like it's not pizza hut it's not Domino's. you pull the box out and it fucking just says like pizza on it like there's no brand, it's just pizza. And Dave, like, you don't know pizza brand pizza, <laughs> right? And they're like, "Hey, do you do you, with three dollars for a whole entire fucking pizza?" And you're like, "Yeah, bring it." Yes. Well, at that point, you oh, would yeah. blow a dude for a pizza because yeah, you're starving, true. and it's like you don't want to leave whatever the fuck you're doing, and it's four in the morning anyway. Oh, that's why I've bought so much, so much of that like nine dollar Papa John's pizza because I'm like, I just have to survive. Yeah. And it's so fucking good. I hate Papa John's I pizza. I do too. Except it's, for a Dragon Con. It's gross. But, yeah, but drunk ass Papa John's, fuck yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Right. It'll save your life because you're so you're so exhausted and malnourished and, and ill prepared. Oh, oh shit! I forgot to eat. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I stumbled across a picture of myself today from a few years ago sitting in a corner on the floor in the Marriott with a couple friends, and we are shoveling that pizza into our mouth, and I'm covered in sweat and (laughs) smeared makeup. My hair is stuck to my face. I was like, oh, Dragon Con, I just miss you so much. It is. That's because that's the magic is, is, okay, outside of Dragon Con, if you saw a picture of yourself like that, <laughs> you would go into some kind of program. <laughs> but at DragonCon, uh, that's that's like that's your goal. That's like yes. I hope I get to sweaty, almost 
dead from exhaustion shoveling shit pizza into my mouth. Like, that's where I want to get tonight. I don't know how well, I, I, I was. I wasn't so in Navy, Dave, so I, I, I've, I've, I've had a few experiences overseas just like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, at noon, I would never, ever go, you know what I want? A slice of Papa John's pizza. Oh. But at midnight, yeah. it is entirely different. Yeah, it's funny because they're, I mean, they're set up in there all day long and I'll walk by, you know, during normal daylight hours and just be like, whatever, whatever, Papa John's, you're disgusting. But then when everything shuts down and you've got, you know, an enema bag full of rum in you (laughs) and you realize you haven't eaten in eight hours. Who hasn't been there? (laughs) well and i you know what it almost seems unfair to mention the enema bag full of rum because that That wasn't even right that wasn't even dragon con that was days of the dead so well it needs to be there next year yeah it was that's a whole other yeah Yeah. that's a whole other episode um so that there's got to be there's got to be more to Dragon Con than the awesomeness of Needless Things panels and middle-of-the-night drunk-ass shitty pizza. When when I say Dragon Con, what is, and we'll start with Ryan on this one, what's kind of the first feeling or thing that comes to your mind? Um, Just uh, uh, overall, like... I don't want to say safe, but just like an environment of like, man, I can really just be into anything that I want to, no matter how weird. And I'm probably going to see somebody here that's also into the same thing, wearing a costume or whatever. And it's like, it's just like very like freeing experience, especially if you're like me and you work a corporate kind of gig and stuff. Uh, You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just like, I, I can be myself. I don't have to give a shit. I can, I can dress like, this ridiculous character and walk around like I own the place because it's like you know we all own the place it's ours it's so it's yeah it's like a belonging uh, uh, family in a party right. atmosphere that you don't get anywhere else and not even at other cons like most cons I go to like the Atlanta Comic Con and stuff like that like are fun but it's like not the same kind of vibe it's like you know, pay your money to get this and and then leave you know it's it's just different I don't know right at six o'clock they're like it's time for you to go. Yeah, exactly. And it's just Dragon Con's just like, I live here for the weekend, and it's going to be epic. Well, it's what I liken it to is Walt Disney World. Because when you go to Walt Disney World, you drive in, you get your room, and you're there separate from reality for however long you're there. Yeah. You get this truly immersive experience. And because Dragon Con is in hotels and not in a convention center... It's completely different from any other experience, and you get that same level of immersion. And I, something I want to mention that I, I, I mention every single time we talk about Dragon Con, but I've got to, you know, once again bring it up, uh, is the the people in costumes, the cosplayers, the costumers, whatever you want to call them, that enhance that feeling so much. Because when you're in the Hilton or the Marriott or the Hyatt or wherever you are, the Sheraton and you're surrounded by people in, like, fairy costumes or dressed up like Penguin or or dressed up like Warhammer or whatever the case is, like, there's no way around the fact that you're in a different level of reality at that point. 
and you don't have to think about your shitty day job or like anything else that's going outside of these five hotels. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, 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 I never thought about that about the Disney thing, but you're right. Cause it's like when you're in Disney, it's like I'm moving in here for a week or whatever and it's going to be just magical and I'm not going to think about anything except for all the cool shit around me. Yeah. So yeah, I, I could totally see that. That's a good point. So let's talk a little bit about the costume aspect. Um, for me, I discovered in, I think it was 2009 was when I made my big Mandalorian costume. And uh, I am not a guy to build costumes. I am also not a guy to wear like big heavy head to toe costumes. But I do think it's important at some point over the weekend to have something different, something other than what you just wear in your normal life. I think that helps with that escapism that Dragon Con represents. How important, what kind of role do you think overall costuming plays in Dragon Con? Um, I, well, well I, it, all of you have at some point or other worn some kind of costume. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, well, for one, I mean, it's, it's one of the premier cosplay cons in on the planet, right? I mean, it, it, that, that's fairly well known. I mean, and, and just, you know, for, we all know just walking around and seeing all the fucking amazing costumes that that's true. And, and, and yeah, Dave, I mean, I, 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 you've mentioned that before. We've had conversations about this. And I completely agree with that. I, I it's it's such a, a different experience experiencing Dragon Con in a costume as opposed to you know, shorts and a t-shirt, right? I mean, because I, I think you get more out of it. I mean, because I'm you're you're kind of putting yourself out there and in a in a different vibe and just yeah. I I, I mean I, I haven't done a ton of it, but the the stuff that I've done, I loved it. And I love the reaction that people get from from what I've got on, and I react to what everyone else is doing, and it's just yeah, I, I'm a I'm a fan. I did a costume for a long time because the idea of not having a hotel room and trying to figure out how to costume was difficult. Yeah. But then I think three or four years ago, Noel and I made Pokemon Team Rocket costumes for Halloween, and we we're like, you know what? Let's bring this back for Dragon Con. And I was amazed by the reaction I got. I don't even like kids, but I was so excited <laughs> when kids were coming up to us and, right. and kids wanted to talk to us. And then last year, I even went as far as buying like little Pokemon stickers so that when kids talk to us, I gave them a sticker. And that's not Aww. me. That's so not me. But that was that was me at Dragon Con in my Pokemon costume. Yeah, that's like the magic of Dragon Con is you can just be totally free like I did the same thing I went probably the first six or so years and did not dress up um and then my my first costume I did ash from army of darkness so like I got um a chainsaw and converted it to like put it on my hand I had the boomstick I made the whole harness thing and I had so much because I've always loved Halloween so, like, I had so much fun making this costume just from, like, Goodwill shit and, like, you know, belts and stuff like that. And then, you know, people, like, digging on it and people 
people like a couple people asked me if they could you know take my picture and stuff and i was like this is so cool you know and it's a way of you to like do a thing that you dig like i dig horror so i've done ash i did frankenhooker one year and not a single person got what i was but it's okay because if i if i had, I had known you i would have been impressed <laughs> i knew so because you fun. guys you guys were in line for the game show and i knew i think didn't i wor- like work the door or something at the game yeah show? I, I, put you, was the first I, time I, I put out. you to work <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> and i was wearing a bra <laughs> <laughs> But there's just something that enhances it and makes it, like, it just takes it to that next level. You feel like you're part of something, and you also feel kind of like a more individual because you've, especially making a costume and being proud of the thing you've made, even if it's something really simple. Because all my stuff is always really simple because I can't, like, sew or anything. But it's so fun to just be able to be creative. And even if 25 other people have the same costume as you, you still feel like you're defining yourself as an individual, and it's amazing. Well, and yours is done your own way. Yes. Well, absolutely. And and the thing is, you know... I, I get I get pretty pretty bad post con depression, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm, it always bums me out on Monday when I'm sitting there, all my shits, you know, getting ready to load out and everything. And I, I um, the year before last, I, I had it pretty bad, right? And so I was on Facebook and I found the the Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. And they were talking about doing a, a a Viking raid on the Pulse Lounge on Friday of the following year, which is last year, right? And and Ryan, you were there for the photo shoot. Y'all were yeah. The photo shoot. yeah. But I mean, I, but I was like, oh my god, I this is awesome. I'm I'm gonna do this. And so I, throughout the year, I was on. I I joined the Facebook group and I talked to them, and we were all like sharing pictures of our progress and our costuming and everything. And so I I made you know a connection with all these people through that, and it 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 cured me. I mean, I was like, I was now I was excited instead of being bummed. I was excited about next year because I was I had this thing that I was going to do the following awesome. year. Right. And so it was it it was awesome, man. I mean, I'm I'm a little bummed. I I, I actually have my my ribbon. The, the, the girl who does the ribbons every year, she sent ribbons out to everybody. So I have my Viking Raid 2020 ribbon, which isn't going to fucking happen. But I mean, it's the but I, I've joined a, a, a another group, right? And and I've I've got a camaraderie with them because of costuming, and it's awesome. I did my first Amazing. photo shoot last year, and it was insane. I went to the N- Nintendo photo shoot with Noel when we did our Team Rocket costumes again, and it was just so much fun. And I never thought I would be into going to do a photo shoot, but why the hell not? I've got this costume. I might as well find all these other people who are dressed up like. The same nerdy shit that I'm dressed up as, right, I, right. No, and I did the same thing with Tormund too, right? I mean, I, 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 I like Game of Thrones, and I was like, I'm going to do Tormund, and then I went to the photo shoots, and I was like, all these people are cool, and they're really into Game of Thrones too, and so it was just like, yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, there. Uh, I did my first photo shoot last year, and uh, it was really fun and all that. I was Bob, right? Yeah, I was Bob, and I was in, like, a DC Cinematic Universe, like, thing, like or DC Movies thing. 
But then there was like some dude dressed like, you know, some dude from the Suicide Squad. And he was like, what are you supposed to be? I'm like, oh, it's from Batman 89. And he's like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're like 12. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, welcome to how the rest of us feel all the time. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I felt it. I was like, damn. (laughs) Yep. Well, and that's another thing, though, is I have very rarely run into any kind of gatekeeping at Dragon Con. Oh, no. No, it's very rare. Like, this guy wasn't even gatekeeping. He just didn't know what the hell. He just didn't know. (laughs) But, yeah, you're right. That's not normally a thing. And it it is, uh, if somebody's asking you what you're dressed as or what you're into or whatever the case may be, it's out of curiosity. It's not challenging. It's, oh, what is this? Right, what, right. What is, what's yeah. going on with you? Tell me about your thing. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, no, yeah, I, I agree. Like, and that is a thing that, like, uh, it kind of kept me away from the kind of, like, geek community for a long time. I was like, I'll just like all this stuff privately because, like, Anytime I've tried to talk to a lot of people about it, they try to cut you down for not knowing enough about it or whatever. Uh, and yeah, you're right. Like Dragon Con, it's like every time I've done a costume, it's like people are just awesome. And uh, just, yeah, you know. I, I see. I think that's an. I think that's a more of an online geek thing. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. And and but but yeah, and you're right. I mean, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, those, those same people who probably were gatekeepers online. Go to Dragon Con, but for some reason, yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I, I've, I've never really seen it there either. No. Like it's it's just more. It's just it's just I don't know. It, it's a magical weekend, dude, and and it's like it's just everyone's accepting. Maybe yeah. just for that one weekend a year, and then on <laughs> Tuesday they're going to they be back, back online. online. <laughs> oh fuck you! You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, That's and, not canon. And I also you know? think I, I also think for the sort of person that that behaves in that way. They're not going to do it face to face the way that they no. would online. Oh no! You're right. They're a fucking keyboard warrior, right? But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like last year, me and Nicole did the Resident Evil costumes, and uh, some dude just walked by us. He was dressed like Leon from Resident Evil, and he was just like, he's like, "Hey, you guys look awesome." I host like a, a Resident Evil like group on Facebook, and he added me to it, and was like, "We you know we want y'all on the at the photo shoot." We did not show up because we got drunk. But it was still it was still cool though because I was Dragon like this, Con. I was like this, I was having a bad day. We, it, it made us feel good because we were like we kind of like threw these together with stuff from Amazon, you know, and like some dude who runs this like group was like y'all y'all look awesome. I'm like oh shit that's awesome. This guy like lives and breathes Resident Evil. That's like his shit, you know. So well, I was like oh, that's cool. I think I, we I, can all agree we behaved like amateurs last year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what was last year was rough. last year was weird. We had a yeah. bad Thursday night. We, we had a we had a noob Thursday. Yeah, I don't know what That's, was going Thursday, on. Thursday, Thursday last year Thursday. I normally I I I don't, I don't I don't usually go that hard. We went so hard Thursday. Like I didn't I almost didn't make my Friday at like five o'clock Vikings shoot because I was just like. We went hard Thursday, dude. I, yeah. It was my, it was my first year with so a, bad. It was my first year with a room, and I think I may have enabled everybody yeah, you, to get extra drunk. So you sorry had a good, about that. 
you had I a good like excuse. Like a glass of vodka with like just some like you just had some like flavoring for yes. water. Yes. And like that's what I used as a mixer. <laughs> well, I was going to add water to it, but then you were like, "No, that's fine." <laughs> no, I'm good. Speaking of which, no, they said to me, "I was would it? never just drink a glass of vodka." And she was and like, "Yeah, like, you did. Yeah, yeah, you would." <laughs> you totally no, did. Never. Nicole, was it Thursday that you were past that? Oh no, Oz just cut I came, out. I came out there and I, I came down to you, Nicole, and you were like, and then you woke up and you're like, Oz! And you, you woke up and you grabbed my bottle of rum or, or, or what I was drinking and started drinking and then it just we just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> you, that like, was you, all... you perked up and we just, and we went, we went on. That's when yeah. we went to play video games. That was fine yeah, until, right. until Friday morning when mm-hmm. things were not so good. Um, and there's an awesome picture of me in my Jill Valentine Resident Evil costume that Ryan took of, I was sitting on a panel trying to figure out how the fuck I was going to talk to people. (laughs) And I was like, my head was down and I had this saddest face and Ryan just took a picture and put the little like red line. The danger thing when you're about to die. (laughs) (laughs) It was the most accurate shit ever. I have never felt so bad. You you looked so yeah. sad. I was just like, I oh was. god, she's she's gonna die. That was that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, guys, absolutely, we got to wrap this thing up. I know that you guys are going to uh, continue this conversation over the coming weekend, uh, and I'm sure you will have a whole lot of fun. But for now, for the purposes of the Needless Things podcast, we got to wrap it up. Uh, I want to close with everybody sort of going around and sharing. It, it doesn't have to be a favorite memory. Uh, it just has just something specifically that is, you know, pops into your mind when you think about Dragon Con and what it's been to you over the years. Uh, we'll start with Ryan on this one. Um, so I'll have to say, uh, going to the con suite, um, like really, really super late, like four a.m. or something Still like that. Mine. And uh, there was Poor a guy. Clouds. Poor well, clouds. Yeah. But there was a guy standing there dressed like Red Sun Superman, and he was just <laughs> holding a bottle of rum, and he had his whole bottom of his suit was just covered in piss. He was actively <laughs> watching it like flow down his leg. Yes. And he looked at us and he goes, I pissed on Dragon Con. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably mine. That's just, uh, that's one I'll never forget. <laughs> Beth, what about you? Of the many that I could choose, uh, the one that makes me the happiest right now, because of what came of it, was on the way to the zombie prom last year, Schweck cornered me and said, hey, we want to do a Star Wars podcast. You should be in it. And at the time, he was talking about you and him and Chad, and then you were like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about, but go do that thing. And, and since then, we have since started that Star Wars podcast. And Which is probably, awesome. Oh, thank you. Probably without having been pushed into interviewing, learning how to interview people and 
learning how to be on panels and being on these podcasts, I don't know that I would have had the nerve to do that. I certainly didn't have the nerve to do it three or four years ago even. But that moment at Dragon Con kind of changed my nerd trajectory, I guess. I think for me, um, and th- this one's kind of stupid, so I apologize, but uh, I love the Venture Brothers, and I, I'm such a huge fan of Doc Hammer and Jackson Public, and I have just happened to run into both of them a few times, and Doc Hammer almost every year for the past like six or seven years. Uh, he is always very, very nice to me, but I don't think like I'm not gonna say he knows who I am but I also think he doesn't particularly care for me <laughs> but he's always very nice uh and a couple of years ago me and Red Ranger were just sort of wandering around and we were in the Hilton and the elevator doors opened up and Doc Hammer was in the elevator and he looked up and saw me and went Ugh, and got off the <laughs> elevator <laughs> and me and me and and I don't feel like it was his stop I don't feel like this was the floor he was waiting for but he left and me and me and Rad Ranger got on the elevator and went wherever it was we were going <laughs> I, I and I so I love the fact that this guy has always been super nice to me every time I've run into him but I'm fairly certain he he doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> Their panels are the best, though. Oh, they are. Yeah. If if for the listeners, if you have the opportunity to go to one of the Venture Brothers panels, do it. Hundred percent, do it. It's always the best panel of the year. Oh, nice. Um. Oh man, I've had so much room. Where did we start? Oz, have you done one of these? Oz, you I, should I do ha- one. No, I. You know what? I haven't. Um, I'll do mine now. I've had, <laughs> I've had a little bit of run myself, um, but dude, it's you know what it it's kind of hard for me to think about like one specific moment, right? Because there's been so many. Um, I, the one I don't know. The one that kind of jumps out at me is that I, I did the parade a number of years ago, and I was a steampunk pirate. Like I did this original steampunk pirate costume. And I, I, I marched with the steampunks, and it was like a thousand fucking degrees outside, Ugh. and I almost died. Like, I almost died, and I was like, I will never, okay, I've done the parade, and that was awesome. I'll never do the parade again. I'll never do the parade again. And But the year that I came back after my fall, and I, I broke my wrist, so I had a broken wrist, and I had a fucking pink cast on. <laughs> but Bo Brown was looking for people to march with um, Big Bird. Mr. Spinney, right? Yeah. And so I was like, well, fuck. If Big Bird calls you, you have to answer. And so I, I had actually brought a puppet that year. And so I, I marched. And, and the cool thing was the weather that year was phenomenal. Like it wasn't like a thousand degrees. It was a breeze walking down Peachtree. I was like walking around. Plus, I was on a lot of opioids. <laughs> but I had, a, I had, I had the dude. That 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 year was weird when I when I came back and broke my wrist because during the day I just took a shit ton of opioids and then about six o'clock I just stop and just start drinking rum. 
so I didn't mix the two. And so I would like I was just like rum until like six o'clock in the morning, and then switch to opioids again. <laughs> well, you got to be you got to be responsible. Yeah, you got to be no, safe. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right? Safety first. I'm an adult, sort of. <laughs> But dude, I, no, I can't that, even get when, the energy to watch the parade most years, so I applaud you for being uh, able to yeah, march seriously. in it twice. It, I, 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 yeah, I don't think I would ever do it again. But I mean, it, it's but but there's there's an energy about that, and and that's the thing that that about Dragon Con itself is like is is the energy. I think that's probably my favorite thing. Like like when you first go there. And you're you're loading out, and everyone is loading out, and you're or loading in rather, and you're 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 bringing all your stuff in, and you, there's just this vibe, dude. This is energy, and it, I've been to other cons, and it's Dragon Con is different, and it's special, and it's like you're just like holy shit, I'm about to experience Dragon Con with a hundred mm-hmm. other motherfuckers who are now my friends for the weekend, and it's just it's it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Everybody got quiet. We were all just thinking. I was trying to. I was trying to back it up. I was like, "It is awesome." (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. I know you got my back, brother. Always, man. I feel the same way. Like I, it's really hard to pinpoint a moment, uh, especially when you've been going for a number of years, and it's like so much of it is like a blur and like just a general overall feeling of just. You know, being like, this is my place. These are my people. Right. Um, you know, like uh, like I was saying before, you know, it was like that, that feeling of the first time I felt like belonging here after this move was was really like Dragon Con. Um, you know, the first time I ever met Kane Hodder, you know, and I have an obsession with Friday the 13th, was at Dragon Con. And I had never really, like, talked to a celebrity in that way before. And, like, I just sat at his table and, like... Um, he was getting ready, I think, Hatchet 1 or 2 uh, was going to be coming out. And and he was telling me about, like, his favorite scenes. And, like, he's like, oh, my God, you're going to love this one so much. You're going to love that one so much. And, like, that was, like, really cool to me. It's just, like, literally sitting at – because, I mean, Dragon Con was Kane Hodder. Like, he wasn't, like – and this was, like, 2009 or something like that. So, like, he wasn't, like, super mobbed. Um and so, like, I just, like, hung out with him for, like, half the day. Uh, then there was another moment where, and this is an, a thing that would only ever happen at Dragon Con. Several years ago, I didn't have a room. Like, the people that I was supposed to stay with kind of bailed on me. It was the whole thing. And so, something out there in, like, a Dragon Con uh, rooms group that I was, like, looking for a place to stay for a weekend. And I ended up staying in... The Hyatt, I think. Yeah, it was the Hyatt with a fucking stranger. Like I, it was some random, like really dorky guy. Like I Facebook stalked him and I looked at his picture and I was like, okay, I can take this guy. It's fine. And <laughs> I stayed for an entire weekend in a room with a nerdy stranger. Um, made friends with him. He was very into anime. Um, and ended up taking him out drinking with like my friend group the Saturday night and literally got him like knee walking drunk. Like he was on his knees shuffling around 
trying to survive. And I was like, I might have killed this guy. Like, I seriously was afraid that I killed this guy. And then you're like, shit, room to myself. Woo! Yeah, no shit. But it was like, where else in the world would you be like, I'm going to stay. And I told people that weren't Dragon Con people what I was doing. And they're like, you're fucking crazy. You're going to get murdered. And I'm like, nah, it's Dragon Con. Like, I would never, ever consider that at any other point. But for some reason, because it was Dragon Con and it was just, just worked. And it was great. Now, absolutely. I mean, we, we actually, last, was it last year or year before last, we opened up our room because we, we, somebody canceled on our room. And so we were just like, hey, anybody want to come in? And this random dude came in, and he was a little weird, but it, but he didn't murder us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and yeah so that, that's, that shit happens all the time. I mean, it's like, yeah. I'm it's super just... sad because I was going to ask Ryan and Nicole to be my roommates at Hotel Indigo this year. Oh, we well, should, uh, put well, a pin in next that because we will next we will. year. Absolutely, okay. 100%. Dude, Indigo's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I told you guys. In the last two years, Ryan and I didn't get a room. And and we hated it. Because, like, we live really close. So we're like, why are we going to spend all this money and get a room? But it's... It's so worth it. You can't fucking do it. It makes so much of a difference. I did did that for several years, right? I lived in Kirkwood. So I lived, like, 15 minutes from Con. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. But then I'd get shit-faced. Like, oh, shit, i got to drive home? Fuck this. And so... The first, the first year that I got a host hotel, life changing. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's what Dave talked about earlier. It was like, okay, I'm gonna immerse myself in this shit, and I don't have to worry about anything. I, I'm yes. just doing this for the weekend. And no, I would it's, rather it's just a short stumble back to your bed. Yes, at DragonCon, right. I would rather sleep in your bathtub than have to like go home to to my house and like deal with that which is the exact opposite of any other time in my life any other time in my life i want to go home to my bed but at dragon con i will see you can put me under the sink in the bathroom i don't care just like let me stay right there's just something about staying especially if you're you know like in stumbling distance (laughs) it just makes the experience so much better no, well, absolutely. and and the hotel Indigo has the added bonus of being attached to the video game room. Yes, that so is literally awesome. every every dude, single I, night. I, I, I'm 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 high, I'm high at Legacy, right? I've been staying at the Hyatt for like ever, but man, the Indigo, dude, it's like right across the street. It's quiet, so I mean, if you need that quiet, you can go over there. I mean, I don't know. I I, I guess I'm still stuck in the Hyatt, but I mean, I don't know. I I dog the Indigo, dude. Every single night on the way back from whatever drunken stupidity we were doing, Sharon and I would stop at the game room just to play video games for just even 20 minutes. Like, you know what? I've never played Dance Dance Revolution drunk. Let's do this thing. Right? Yeah, I got to say, after after visiting the... What was it? Hotel Blue... You, you called yeah. it Hotel Indigo, but you said it in that voice. Hotel, Hotel Indigo. Indigo. <laughs> after uh, after visiting last year, like I kind of dug it. I, I wouldn't be heartbroken if I ended up having to stay there. But we uh, we got to wrap it up, you guys, because we have far exceeded the allotted panel time of fifty five minutes for Dragon Con. Oops, uh, 
I want to thank everybody for sitting we're down. We're fucking rebels. Yeah, we are <laughs> rebels. We're crazy. We're insane. We're the type of people who eat generic pizza in the middle of the night. Um, so, clouds. thank you guys. And titty twinkies. And t- 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 right. titty twinkies. <laughs> yes. Um, Thank you guys for sitting down, sharing Dragon Con memories, uh, sort of bringing Dragon Con to life in the best way we possibly can this year. And uh, I know we're going to be back next year. We're going to do awesome things uh, that maybe we wouldn't have the energy for this year, but next year we, we're going to know how important it is. We're going to get it back on track. Dude, yeah, next year is going to be insane. Let's go right? because I mean it's not it's not just us like people take time off and and, and you know go no but everyone has taken a year off right yeah and so next year it's going to be insane yeah mm-hmm. we're, I can't we're wait gonna, I we're going to kill it awesome yeah. thanks a lot you guys thank you out thanks peace out bye. listening to a needless things podcast you can follow needless things on facebook twitter instagram and at needless love you mean it uh-huh